0: I guess we're just talking about this. I've never been like a porn person, like a traditional porn person, but I've always wondered, like, I don't know, maybe I should try harder to be into porn or something.
1: What a weird (laughs) thing to pressure yourself on! Like, I need to work harder. God damn it, Jessica! (laughs) New Year's resolution:
0: I'm to. I gotta commit to watching more porn this year. Work harder at liking porn. Welcome back. We are not for everyone. I'm Jess. Caroline's here with me. It's me. And this is episode three. We're doing it. We're sitting down. I think we're getting more and more comfy. Comfy Mm -hmm. cozy. I have my coffee. I have a little bit of a rash situation going on right now, but other than that, I'm super comfy. (laughs) (laughs) Not not what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to talk about some
1: snuggly socks, a little bit of a rash. I yeah.
0: Yeah, the snuggly socks are not helping the rash, but I do have both on me at
1: the moment. You're spreading <laughs> spreading the rash, yeah.
0: Spreading the good cheer. Listen,
1: yeah. you've got your two core accessories for a good recording. Exactly.
0: What's been going on with you, girl?
1: Not much boo. Um, I'm going to a couple of weddings this weekend. I'm thinking about love. Oh. What?
0: Well, you just have a <laughs> lot on your schedule right now. A lot of a lot of watching other people be in love on your schedule yeah
1: Yeah, i'm just full of opinions about relationships do
0: you have any hot takes or opinions on like weddings themselves um
1: for sure i have a hot take on everything
0: yeah are you traditional with it like there are certain things that no judgment do what you want to do at your wedding but i know some judgment yeah
1: (laughs) this the whole podcast is judgment if you don't want judgment get out like yeah what else are we doing here that's so I, true. I, uh, lots of judgment on my end. I love judging. You don't form opinions without judgment. It's all opinions. What the heck is a podcast? You know? Or like, I feel like this explain this disclaimer I see people doing all the time, especially on YouTube, is like, I don't want you to think I'm complaining. Bitch, I'm complaining. I'm complaining. It's fun. Yeah. It's, it's fun to do what the fuck (laughs) you don't want me to have a fun time
0: it's the only thing to do yeah
1: yeah have you had friends before
0: you want to just talk about good things no
1: i'm complaining and i'm
0: judging right
1: join me we're gonna have a fun time
0: okay well i'm gonna i'll just launch into it then i (laughs) hate Like I go from no judgment to here's something I hate.
1: Love it. Um, I
0: hate this, no judgment. Yeah. (laughs) I hate this, no judgment though. You're a liar. No shade.
1: (laughs) I hate the way that you choose to live your life. No judgment.
0: I hate the bouquet toss. I get very competitive at a bouquet toss, but I also hate it. (laughs) Like I'm kind of like, don't arrange this if you don't want me to get into it, but at the same time, this is this is dumb. This is a what do you hate the system? Okay. What do you hate about it? I just think it's – I don't like traditional – I don't like a lot of that traditional stuff at weddings, like the um, the garter thing. I mean, it's like, all –
1: everything at, like, Western traditional weddings is rooted in, like, crazy ridiculous. It's all about p- passing off a piece of property, property. which
0: is the bride. Yeah. I, I just think it's odd. I don't know. I don't really have, like – there's not, like, deep reason for it other than what you just said. I just don't enjoy yeah. it. I don't. There's that – what's that meme? There's that – like meme of drake being like i don't enjoy it and i don't want to be part of it or something Um,
1: (laughs) yeah drake at the Uh, bouquet toss (laughs) that's me drake at the bouquet toss yeah a lot of those rub me the wrong way a lot of those rub me the wrong way like i was sitting at i went to a bridal shower maybe a year or so ago and you know people do people also do way more progressive and creative things with their weddings now and their registries and everything and that's super fun i love seeing people do like what's fun to them. I'm also pretty traditional, so I'll do a lot of traditional stuff. But it's at this bridal shower and like all the gifts, they're mostly like household appliances, Mm. tools to clean your home, tools to cook for people, tools to make a home. And like this is 2022 given to like a career woman. Like why are we still doing this? Why are we still giving her like household appliances i mean i i guess she put the list together but and maybe you know some people don't know you also have to get creative with it if you want to do something different so it's i'm not judging her for doing it But it was just it just was such a weird experience to watch like a room full of women also the like no men allowed thing at the bridal shower yeah let's have a fucking party let's have a fun fucking cocktail party and not divvy up the sexes and first of all here's the other thing okay now i'm pissed my sister and i (laughs) were going to this and we realized we were like it's like a room full of single women at a bridal shower it's like a room full of Mm. single women that you have invited no single men to like let's make this a fun party let's let them intermingle that's such a good point why are we giving household appliances? This, like, the this woman makes more money than her husband. Like, what? I don't know. The that. whole thing, it was just, like, what century are we in? Like, well, the single
0: women thing is so funny because it's, like, yeah, come and celebrate that I won and you haven't yet. You know, like, <laughs> like come and watch me do the thing that you all like, are dying for. Which um, I don't even
1: give a fuck. Like, I'm so happy to be single. Actually, I actually don't know if I'm single. This is probably what we should talk about mm. later. I don't, I don't know in my relationship status
0: i would love to talk more about that um i've been there before but the other thing with the household appliances just to close on that is like wedding registries are so strange to me i think your point is great about like it's basically just a list of items that wives handcuffs yeah you know (laughs) basically i mean i would rather there be handcuffs on there would love to support like a you know kinky sex life or something more than i would like to support like cooking for him. But the other thing is most people nowadays live with their partner before getting married. So they already have a lot of the household items. It's like, why am I buying you bed sheets? This is- very intimate and you have them already. How, what have um, you, what you been sleeping on? Yeah. Well, I don't blame somebody for putting together a registry that has those things on it because no, that's what not. their options are. And that's what the norm is.
1: There actually are some more like creative things. Like a lot of people do, you know, their honeymoon, you can contribute yeah. to the honeymoon fund or trips or like people do, I think more and more do creative things. I really am not judging anyone. Actually, this is not a judgment. It's just, it's tradition. It's like, it's so hard to break out of the tradition of what we've been doing. And, I I do love to judge, but this one isn't actually a judgment. It's just like, doesn't this feel weird to everyone? Exactly. It's, it's, it's weird. You know, sometimes with, especially with baby showers, I'm like, we have to pamper the woman up like this because otherwise no one would do it because it's brutal. Being pregnant can be brutal. You've no idea like what you're looking at in the next couple of years. And like, we have to, I don't know, we got to like coax them into it.
0: But the other thing with that is like baby showers. I agree. Let's celebrate a woman doing a really fucking hard thing in carrying a child and and giving birth and all of that. But what ends up happening is it's gifts for the baby, which listen, like babies are cute and we want to get them cute hats and outfits. That's fine. But. Every new mom that I talk to is like dying for a gift for herself. And those gifts are really practical things like, I know, like a HelloFresh subscription or a DoorDash gift card or like things that are practical for a new mom and help her life because she's about to take on so much as opposed to just like, little pleasantries
1: as yes something that recognizes her as a whole human who continues to have a life and needs as opposed to a vessel for the new person yes exactly that's the thing about the baby the whole baby hype that listen and i'm baby crazy and i love kids and i demand to have all of these events when i'm pregnant and also it's like it it's got this feeling of like you're the vessel you're the vessel, you're less of a person now, let's focus on the baby, get us the baby. I don't know, it's weird. Mm-hmm. You lose a lot of the time, like the mom is the center of attention, but like you also lose the mom a little bit. It's weird to me. And when you talk right. to new moms, you also hear that a lot. You know, you do have to give up. You know, you're not the center of your own universe at first anymore, that's part of it. But I wish they could like, let's let moms like retain a little more of their humanity. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I've noticed that when I have a friend who's pregnant and I ask them, you know, I'll just simply ask what would be helpful to get you for your baby shower or whatever. That's a nice question. Like they are appreciative of that question. Yeah. Yeah. We don't make it enough about the mom. I agree. I think what you said about a vessel is spot on. It Um, creeps me out sometimes. Yeah. I'm trying to remember you were talking about I don't remember what you were talking about before that I had a thought on. My my brain is a little slow this morning. But go back to um, not knowing your relationship status. Let's get into that.
1: Dude, first of all, we need a nickname for him.
0: Let's call him Steve. Steve? (laughs) I just think Steve is a funny, basic man name.
1: Okay, Steve. Okay. Okay, we're going to call this guy Steve. I've been trying not to talk about dating for two reasons. To protect my own experience of dating. And I don't want to be live processing
0: yep it's really hard
1: yeah so this stuff is like a little in the rear view i don't know and also because i don't want anyone i'm ever dating first of all i would never say anything negative about anyone in my life i I don't care if you like murder my family i'm not going to talk about it on the podcast i don't care if you're the devil i'm just not going to talk about it on the podcast i'm not here to actually drag people but when I'm dating someone new, they might not trust that about me or they might not know, or maybe they're scared. I don't want anyone to ever be afraid. I'm going to say something negative about them. So I'm going to keep it. I don't know. I'm just going to talk about my own experience. Yeah. I think
0: it's your life and you can talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I personally trust you to not say anything that crosses a boundary. But if you do, I'll be like, Hey, Caroline, that maybe crosses a boundary. Like I'm here. I got you. I got you. Thank you. You protect
1: me. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So
0: we're going to call this guy, Steve not his real
1: name, Steve, Steve. The hardest thing with Steve is that kind of related to what we, you and I were talking about earlier. Once you've been dating a long enough, long enough, you've got all these data points and you can begin to kind of extrapolate when a guy or girl, whoever you're dating does a little thing. This is not about men. This is about people. Like somebody does a little thing. They like are a little delayed in their texts. Is it a sin? No, but you've dated enough to be able to extrapolate and know this person is like, I'm probably not really a priority with them. Mm -hmm. Not a sin, but also do I wanna waste more time here? Maybe not. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm very proud of being able to accurately make calls earlier and earlier in a relationship. And like, I just know what these things mean. And then you're trying to balance that with also giving the person the benefit of the doubt. So it's a fragile balance. I feel like that has been turned on its head with Steve because there is a language barrier. He's from another country. And also there's a, a significant cultural difference I'm learning, mm-hmm. which I'm only realizing because we've gotten to different points in the relationship, which I don't even know if it's a relationship, whatever, a human relationship where like at first I was like, this guy does not care about me. There's no way this guy cares about me. He's a very nice guy, we're spending time together, but I know what caring looks like and it's not this yeah I don't know these were all assumptions and we'd also been seeing each other for a while you know like a couple months two to three times a week and it was at the point where our time together felt intimate enough that even though we had not talked about exclusivity and there were no assumptions our time felt intimate enough that I would have just felt shitty if he like saw me on a date with someone else even though Mm -hmm. I know I wouldn't be in the wrong I don't give a shit I would have felt shitty I would have felt kind of duplicitous and I kind of would have felt the same way even though I wouldn't have blamed him I would have yeah. felt the same way seeing him I would have been like oh then I really don't know like I don't really know how to read or trust anything about you because you feel so intimate with me and then you go do it with someone else like both would have felt weird so it was in this space where he hadn't talked about it I I decided at some point that like I needed to end it because he certainly didn't care about me I went to meet him and break it off And I don't know what happened. Somehow it backfired. And instead I came out of this talk and we were exclusive. (laughs) So I tried, I tried to break it off under the assumption that I like this person, but he certainly doesn't like me. I had this whole speech prepared. I was like, I was not looking to convince him. I just wanted to get out of it. I don't want to spend more time with someone who doesn't care about me. And it was me like, you know, we've done this casual thing and that's great and that's fine. But I'm realizing now it's going to hurt me and we should go our separate ways. You're a great guy. wish you all the best. And I started with, you know, we've been doing this casual thing and he cut me off right there. And he was like, no, we haven't. (laughs) He was just like, this isn't casual. It hasn't been casual. Blah, 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 blah. I've been trying to talk to you about, you know, when to be exclusive or not and Things are so different in my country with dating. There's there's no hookup phase, there's no exclusive phase, there's just one way you're a couple. And I keep asking my friends about it, and they told me I should wait to talk to you. It's too early. And like just all of these huge assumptions I'd made were completely inaccurate, just like stopped me in my tracks. So that conversation happened. I feel like we were both kind of on the fence about being exclusive. We had just talked about our feelings. And then I tried to have a conversation with him about like, maybe we don't need to be exclusive. Maybe we're still exploring this. Maybe that was a rush. And now I don't even know what we are. But you're feeling
0: better about it too, right?
1: But I also am feeling better about it. And I'm feeling like I feel very secure in his feelings now. It's weird. Yeah. Well, because you
0: talked about it. I guess so. Like everybody comes to relationships with different past experiences and preconceived notions and cultural understandings and whatever so like even with somebody who's not from another country but that obviously exacerbates things you might have a different a completely different perception of like what the steps are A 100 percent.
1: yeah it's not like all american couples just work out because they're from the same culture
0: yeah well sure i mean it'll help but even still like some people don't even believe in exclusivity as a step they're like that's bullshit you're either like with someone or you're not you're either in a relationship boyfriend girlfriend or you're not my my current partner is like that where like I was forcing conversations not forcing but like weeks would pass months would pass and I'd be like what are we we're spending this intimate time together I feel like we're in a relationship but we haven't like said that yet and to him he was like I thought this was already clear I thought we were there yeah because He's a little more old school. He's a bit older than me too. Like I think there's various reasons why he viewed it that way and I didn't because Mm -hmm. I've had relationships in the past where if I didn't say exactly what I wanted and what I thought we were and what I expected, then – I couldn't trust that person to be behaving in that way.
1: No, I totally understand why you are articulating that having to talk about exclusivity does feel like a petty phase. Yes. But I've also been burned in the past when someone was like, no, I'm not your boyfriend. And other people were like, no, they're not your boyfriend. And I was like, news to me. And then currently with this guy, everybody was like, oh, so you have a boyfriend? And I was like, no, I don't. And they're like, what do you mean? you're not dating other people. And I was like, yeah, we're just exclusive. It's like a sex courtesy. Yeah. And they are like, that's your boyfriend. Literally someone on the street, I was walking down the street with my friend Ashley and she was like, if you're exclusive, he's your boyfriend and a stranger man on the street that we passed just to see that. He goes, that's true. That's <laughs> true. And like, I got into a fight with a man on the street about whether or not I had a boyfriend. And I don't, I'm gonna say for the record, I don't know if he's listening to this, Steve. I don't think you're my boyfriend. If you disagree. You gotta talk to me.
0: I think that that's fair but I think that you guys have talked about it and you've used the terms exclusive and you've also used the term like is this or is this not leading towards a relationship so I think you have like defined the middle ground
1: yes yes I do think he's on
0: yeah but if you haven't defined that then like somebody could be anywhere in that spectrum my boyfriend introduced me as his girlfriend and that's how I found out I was his girlfriend in his mind (laughs) what
1: was your reaction were you like trying to keep a straight face yeah I was like (laughs) I was like yep that's that's me hello I'm (laughs) his And then later so that like night, so you're being introduced to society
0: <laughs> like, as a surprise, a, su- a surprise debutante ball. Oh it, yes, I was like, oh, and <laughs> now I curtsy. And then later on that night, I asked him about it. You're like, was the girlfriend me? Was it me? Meal. <laughs> How long have I been this to you? How long have like, I been it? <laughs> and and of course, on his side, he's kind of like confused that I didn't think of him as my boyfriend. Because he had been thinking of me, you know, and I'm like, it's not that I didn't. It's just
1: different expectations. It's just different. Yeah.
0: And I think a lot of women and yeah, I'm going to be talking about women and men because that's my experience. And I'd be really curious to hear what the differences or similarities are in um same sex couples but Oh my
1: gosh they're so different but they yeah.
0: are so different from what I, do I know feel like from friends I they're very different yeah but like with women and men I think there's a lot of women who have been burned by fuck boys where now we feel like we have to define every single step we've been taught to assume and expect nothing honestly Exactly no assumptions never make any assumptions and then somehow we're burned for that mm-hmm. and we think okay so I have to get really good at communicating and expressing what I want And I'm going to stand my ground and we train ourselves to be that way. And it's a good, I think it's a good way to be. It's better than the opposite. Yeah. But when you're met with like a decent guy who's like, yeah, I'm only dating you. And like, yeah, I want a relationship with you. Or yeah, I already think of you as my girlfriend or whatever. You're like, now all of a sudden you're the crazy one for asking <laughs> who's
1: overthinking or over- yeah I know it's a very it's very silly yeah it's very silly yeah that's such an unfortunate feeling to have to feel like even though I'm not set on this what I'm in becoming a relationship and I don't know how you felt at that point with your current partner but like we're both pretty like committed people we're not trying to get out of a relationship yeah. but in that moment where someone's like you don't just think of me as your boyfriend it like feels hurtful or you've hurt there i don't know and it's like i don't know i'm just trying to survive out here like i don't know anymore exactly (laughs) it like
0: it almost has nothing to do with you it's like there's two things happening there's you and the relationship we have and like what you just said like i'm a pretty committed person i like to invest in people i like to invest in one person at a time i've tried to date around and date a lot of people at once it like It's honestly, I'm too busy to be able to do that in my like other things in life. And also I don't really want to, if I find somebody that I like and I'm interested in, I want to invest and see what that is and explore it before moving on to something different. So that's always how I operate. And that I think that's how people that I want to be with would operate as well. But there's still Mm -hmm. this other side of things where I'm like, I can't assume. And it kind of takes the like spontaneity and romance out of it in a way of like, oh, yeah, we're just getting swept up. And, you know, all of a sudden we're in a relationship. But like, that's not how I've been. I've been shown by the universe that it works, you know?
1: Yeah, I think I get tripped up in. Well, what am I supposed to be expecting here? What am I supposed to be communicating here? And the actually the safer place that feels way, way more vulnerable is just like saying what you're thinking and saying what you want and just asking the question that you're wondering. I'm so resistant to that. Like I'm so terrified. I feel like I feel so empowered in my work and in my career and with my family and with my friends. And then something happens to, with dating, with dating, and I'm just full of fear. And I'm so afraid to say these things, but whenever I'm forced, to say something really directly because there's a fucking crazy language barrier and this person doesn't understand what I'm saying and I have to get more and more blunt until I smack them over the head with the thing that's on my mind then good things happen
0: yep and even if even if that communication and like having that honest moment isn't you saying the thing they want to hear it still brings you closer like I was I was watching Love Island Australia last night because it is my comfort show. Love Island is my comfort show, my favorite reality dating show, but I watch a lot of them. And um, there is this couple that was navigating something where like they were together for a a week or two on the show, but then somebody else came in and the guy was kind of like intrigued by her and talking to her a little bit. And this obviously disrupted the existing couple and the girl was really upset. But once they had a conversation where they just got on the same page he didn't tell her what exactly what she wanted to hear mm. he didn't say i'm gonna definitely choose you and not choose her but just him saying this is how i'm feeling you know let's keep communicating about it right after they had it like finally after a while had a direct conversation about it they like hugged and kissed and they felt closer yeah. and i was like yeah this is so interesting because it's not like he they decided to be together but they still feel closer just from having that direct communication. So Yeah,
1: just from having the truth as opposed to wondering. Yeah, it's to the wondering.
0: I think we try to read people's minds. I know. It, it still plays out in even when you are in a committed relationship, like wanting to read somebody's mind or wanting them to read your mind. I feel like this is something that I've been experiencing lately where it's just so hard to communicate even though – It helps so much. And like, if they're the right person or if they're a person that cares about you or whatever, like, they're gonna nine times out of 10 be able to meet what you want or at least try to meet it or at least explain to you why they can't. But still, just saying it is so difficult. And I find myself really is just expecting that somebody will read my cues and figure it out. And can you think of a cue? Can you, is there a recent cue? I feel like there's a ton. Like, I have found in my current relationship i am such a physical touch person for my love language which i have not really been in the past but in what for whatever reason at this time in my life with this person that's my love language and um i don't know i'll just be like sitting on the couch trying to be cute <laughs> <laughs> trying to be oops am i cute
1: i didn't even notice i was being
0: cute literally exactly that's my energy because i don't want to it's uncomfortable to tell somebody or it's it's uncomfortable like if you're a words of affirmation person it's uncomfortable to be like i need you to like say something nice (laughs) about me right now or
1: whatever you know like deliver unto me a compliment yeah
0: yeah yeah it sucks to have to ask it sucks to have to ask and hopefully most of the time your partner's able to just like do that naturally i
1: think a lot of the time they can't but
0: if somebody's had a long day then you kind of do have to give a cue or say something or whatever and it is so hard to just say the thing you want because you're like look at me being cute on the couch tell me i'm cute and come (laughs) give me a kiss like why can't you figure this out (laughs) It's stuff as simple as that. I'm over here being cute like it's nobody's business. <laughs> I noticed myself doing it.
1: So why aren't you noticing? God damn it. I'm
0: adorable.
1: I'm adorable. How can you resist me? I
0: love attention. and Yeah, girl. From the right people, you know. And it's hard to ask for attention. It feels needy. It feels yeah. petty. It feels like, why can't? It also
1: feels impossible for them to deliver. Very hard. I feel even strongly about that with the words of affirmation, like, with, with cuddling and stuff, I would say those are also my top two. I will be like, can I please cuddle yeah. you now? Like, I will I will never really assume. I will ask. Um, but, like, the I need to hear something nice from you, it's like, well, now if you say it, does it even count? Right.
0: right. Nikki Glaser was talking about that on her podcast recently where she she's trying to train herself to not hold it against her partner when she asks him for whatever love language and he gives it to her and train herself out of being like well you only did that because i asked you know like come on that's not fair people are trying
1: also like lots of people would not do it because you asked like the 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 fact that they care enough yes to try is kind of the gift. yes as
0: opposed to somebody who's like well it's kind of annoying and weird that you asked and now i'm gonna withhold you know which exists yeah. people do that too so yeah it's It's difficult.
1: And this is a newer relationship. Yeah. There's still so much of like getting to know the larger trajectories
0: of your moods,
1: the like macro moods kind of. Exactly.
0: Yeah. You just have to experience life with Mm. someone for a really long time before like. I know. And like I said before, you also come with your own like stuff from the past where I've spent five years with somebody. So that is those habits are ingrained because that was five years you know
1: oh my gosh yeah I've always thought that like relationships romantic relationships they are they're cults they're just two-person cults and you know it could be a good cult some I guess some cults are cool cults are just clubs right cults are clubs (laughs)
0: extracurriculars (laughs) some of them
1: are good clubs and I've been in some deranged cults two-person cults and the process of getting out of them where you're like getting deprogrammed and it's only when you're out of the cult that you realize all of the weird rules mm. that you were consenting to and that you were like no this is a rule in a relationship that you act this way and when you do this i have to do this and like i have to uh you know if my phone ever dies it means that i'm cheating on mm. you or like just like these like weird things that you insidiously like the cult it always starts out with a good a good yeah good intention And then slowly things get crazier and you just get used to it. And then you kind of only see it all once you're stepping out. Yeah, they're cults. Relationships are cults.
0: You just blew my mind with that because you're so right about um, the rule book. Like you learn the rules of that relationship. Like it's an operating agreement.
1: You just get used to it. Yeah, it's a contract. You don't even see the stuff until you get out of it sometimes. Oh, totally. It it is insidious. Yeah.
0: Oh, they'll stick with you. Um, There's a lot of seasonality, I think, with it too. Like. When I was going through, like, my big breakup, my therapist kind of taught me that. She was like, you need to go through a full year without this person. Mm. You need to experience all of the seasons, all of the holidays, all of the birthdays. Without a new person. Yes. On your own and without them. Yeah. It's kind of like, I don't know, the same applies when you're in a new relationship, too. You need to experience all all of the seasons um before you know like okay this is what november 3rd with this person feels like or whatever
1: yeah um, yeah and I love, I love that doing coming out of a relationship too yeah what is it what does november 3rd feel like just as me because it yes. is
0: oh my god well it's like the breeze hits in a certain way and you're reminded of a certain day with them and like okay so i need to experience the the fall breeze yeah alone um
1: can I, can I read you a really dramatic, this is the most dramatic thing I'm ever going to say. I'm so
0: excited. <laughs> is, it, is it like a poem that
1: you wrote? Yeah, it's a poem. I was. This is like, y'all, if you don't know, I just like to write poems sometimes. And I wrote this poem specifically about like how relationships color your seasons. And then like you like can't like there's a certain smell in spring that just feels like yes coming off of molly with your ex (laughs) or whatever (laughs) and hold on let me i'm gonna read this poem because i don't give a fuck
0: i love it i'm so excited i'm probably gonna cry
1: it's a short one let me find it wait 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 wait. okay this this poem is called it's really short and let me know how you think this relationship went (laughs) (laughs) this poem is called the bad taste i'll down your drink of summer as if it weren't my first I'll gnaw your dawning autumn and choke your winter's worst, but promise me you'll leave the spring untouched by your embrace, that I might keep one season still unflavored by your taste. Oh my God, I have goosebumps. <laughs> I loved it. I was pretty depressed. I loved it. <laughs> I was so. This was the hardest breakup I've ever been through, and this was this was like my first, the first time I was in love, mm. which. I think more recent relationships have been a much realer love, a much more healthy one. And still, this was the hardest breakup I ever went through. You know, his first big breakup it was just that intensity. Yeah. It was the kind of thing where I remember crying to my mom, who's not a person I like usually want to cry in front of. And I like couldn't get out of bed. And it was just this feeling of like his name interrupts every word, I think. Like I can't get through a th- a word of a thought in my own brain like it's just ever I feel insane it was that kind of thing yeah. and he and I were together I think we broke up before the spring so I just had no sensory associations with him for that season and it was such a fucking relief any any temperature mm-hmm. was like a temperature and experience with this guy except in the spring there was nothing 69 in the spring, in the spring was like
0: safe <laughs> yeah god um, yeah The one big breakup I've had, I've had mini breakups since then, but the one big breakup and first love first, I was lucky. I feel like he did me a favor because he broke up with me when I had moved to Chicago. So I was no longer in the city that we spent all of our time in together. Clean slate, best thing you can do. Clean slate. It's the best. But I couldn't go back to DC for a while after it's just everywhere it's just it colors everything totally i love that poem thank you for reading it thanks for letting me force you to listen to it i think it's the perfect level of cheesy i think it is too <laughs> it's the perfect level of cheesy to to read your <laughs> own poetry on your own podcast yeah yeah i did it i'm not going to stop captive audience i have yeah. so many
1: more yeah you guys are prisoners here <laughs> <laughs>
0: What else? What else is happening? What All else right, are you want to mix it up? Let's
1: fucking mix yeah. it up, y'all. Mm. Well, I will tell after last week's podcast, Steve, mm. I don't think he listened to the podcast, but he saw the soundbite I posted on Instagram from the podcast, which was us talking about grinding to Will Smith's song <laughs> Switch and how... You don't look at the guy behind you grinding, whatever. And Steve was like, what were you talking about in that clip? And I had to explain grinding to him. Okay. So I was like, like, how would you explain grinding to someone? Like I didn't, uh, once again, I've stopped assuming what universal cultural experiences are. Like, I don't know. First of all, I think he heard the clip and he thought I was talking about masturbating. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, no, 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 no. It's this thing we did when we were 12. (laughs) And we went to unisex schools that would host dances. We, and so every kid there was the horniest kid you've ever met because every kid went yep. to a unisex school and was 12 and we would dance in this way where you like the girls got in a circle. And the guys came up from behind and they rubbed their <laughs> their 12 year old pee-pees on the girls butts um, and that's pretty much what it was and we called it dancing and you would not look at the guy you know look at them, you just. Felt one of their earliest boners.
0: Yeah, you'd feel their hands come around your hips. That was oh the first God. thing.
1: <laughs> and the dip, the dip, like, it was like this U-shaped dip you would do with your hips. It wasn't even like a yeah. salsa-y sway. It was just like a boats and boats Did it
0: resonate? Like, is this a universal experience and he just didn't know the word for it here? Or are we in America teaching our middle schoolers to dance wrong? Because I kind of <laughs> think it's that. I actually
1: don't know. I don't really know if it was universal or not. I think he was
0: still just thinking about me masturbating. I don't know how much he followed. <laughs> yeah, to switch by Will Smith. That's I have to put on that song to come. It's the only way. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Somebody told me recently that they listen to, that they listen to porn, that they just like it for the audio. There are. And I actually get that. I get that. Like, not even, not even for dialogue, just for like the breathing of just like. There are um,
0: porn <laughs> apps that are audio only porn apps. I've used one before. I feel
1: like I could be into that. It yeah. was weird. Yeah. Totally. Well, I
0: th- I thought I would be more into it than I was. Like, is it a story? Is it a story. There's line? different options. There's like. There's some that are stories. They're like sexy stories. You can choose if you want a story between multiple people and you're like listening into it. Like a man and a woman or two men or two women or a group of people. Or is there an interactive option? Like a call and response? There's also an option. (laughs) It's not interactive. It doesn't like react to you. But you can choose to hear one person. Yeah, That's just a
1: sex robot, I guess.
0: Yeah. Let's say you can choose to hear like a phone call.
1: It's like a POV shot. You get to imagine that, that you're that they're talking to
0: you. Yeah, so you can be like phone call from sexy Serbian man, and that will be like one of the options in the app, and it'll just be a man's voice, <laughs> like having phone sex with, and you you pretend that you're the person that he's talking to and ha- and having phone sex with or whatever. So okay,
1: so then there's just pauses where he's like, yeah, I guess is he asking questions? You'll ask questions. Is he asking questions or is it just like all statements?
0: it's a mix questions statements sounds what are
1: the what kind of questions what kind of questions
0: like I don't know I guess questions could be like what are you wearing type of questions or like
1: (laughs) and then you either and then you either are silent and say nothing or you answer to your
0: phone you answer in your room alone to your pillow yeah, and then your robot sex app. I'm trying to remember I really tried to get into it cuz I uh, I guess we're just talking about this. I've never been like a porn person, like a traditional porn person, but I've okay. always wondered like I don't know, maybe I should try harder to be into porn or something.
1: What a weird <laughs> thing to pressure yourself on. <laughs> like, I need to work harder. God oh, damn it, Jessica. New year's resolution. I'm to tr- I got to Commit to watching more porn this year.
0: Work harder at liking porn. I don't know. I've wondered, like, maybe <laughs> I just haven't found the right porn for me. Well, most porn is for well, guys. Well, exactly. Most porn is for guys. Exactly. So maybe that's part of it. And then yeah. I heard about these audio apps. And the one I heard about specifically mm-hmm. is called Dipsy. And it's like women-owned, women-run. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't know. I like podcasts. I'm an auditory learner. I I love to
1: support women. I love while to while I support
0: come. women. So let's check it out. But it was just, it was really odd because you don't know. I think for me, <laughs> sex is so, and this is probably the reason that like traditional porn hasn't really been my thing either. It's like, yeah. it's so personal. It's, it's so emotional. It's so about the person that I'm with that like, yeah. I don't need I don't want to hear some other guys voice. I know even if I'm single and I don't have a particular guy in mind at the time like I still don't want to hear a random dude's voice I don't think that's gonna do it I don't want him. that dude yeah, yeah it's not that guy yeah
1: yeah it is just so emotional mm-hmm. for so many women I have um I've dabbled in porn I don't watch that much porn anymore but um I I may recommend I've read porn before
0: like erotic stories yeah erotic that's what yeah. it's called
1: not porn reading <laughs> but I feel like my first my first exposure to that was Harry Potter like erotic fan Stop fiction it. I was like a child and it was something with like Malfoy and Hermione And it was the exact fantasy that I wanted to read. I don't even know if there was anything explicit in it. Like I was a child and I don't remember being appalled by it. I think it was just like sexy. And I will still revisit erotic literature every once in a while. And I kind of like that because there is no voice. Like it can be whatever voice I choose. And guess what? It's all my voice.
0: Right. Which I love to hear. Yeah. You can choose the voice. You can choose the (laughs) imagery. I I yeah. see the appeal And there's of that. no bad acting.
1: There's no bad acting. And it's also all more emotional. That's why, like, when I actually think about porn I'd want to watch, I'm like, well, it's got to have good character development. Yeah. It's got to have, like, several years of... I'm like, it's actually a movie. It's like, I-, I want a really good movie. And I think, actually, most women do. Like, that's why most women's porn is the notebook or, like, yeah. something that's very... Actually, it's just the emotional charge. It's not just what happens in a sex scene. Right. In the notebook. It's all the emotional...
0: Background. Or even yeah. if it's not The Notebook, not something as romantic traditionally, like Game of Thrones or something. I didn't watch that show, but yeah. I had like, it's emotional. Yeah, exactly. passionate. Like, you know, the characters, you know, the backstories, you know, why this particular sex scene is so loaded with whatever just happened before. Exactly. Like, that adds to it so much, I think. I don't know. I do feel i I do feel like weird that I don't partake and that I've never really partaken.
1: Yeah. Why do you? Why is this something that you started pressuring yourself about? Because I could understand that maybe you're like, okay, I need to explore this if you were feeling dissatisfied sexually. But I don't think is that is no. that the case? That didn't even sound
0: like that was the case. No, um, it's not. It's not because of that at all. I think it's just because it's something that is so talked about, you know, in the general population. Like, oh, am I not normal because I don't? use this or I don't like this or I don't even oh that's like heartbreaking is it not normal that I'm not even curious really like I'm really not okay, I don't know like I see I kind of get yeah. I know what I don't know it's like I'm not a prude person I'm like pretty sexually like open-minded and
1: yeah you're a whore
0: comfortable yeah I am a hoe I am a whore
1: <laughs> not, I feel like I need to
0: clarify that you're I'm not, not a whore but I am a hoe and yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, like, but that's just not a world that's ever been intriguing to me. But because it is to so many people, and because there are some people who like need it or that really helps them when they're masturbating or something, I'm like, is it weird that I don't yeah. I have an active imagination. I can create stuff in my head. I can I was gonna say I can remember things that have happened and pull from memories. Like, I don't know
1: yes no i was gonna say i think you're just a creative person and like being creative like sometimes that's a little more draining to some people it takes a little more work but like no i haven't needed porn since i interviewed 10 years ago to be like a live-in roommate for this 65 year old man on the upper west side when i was looking for an apartment and he wanted a woman to come live with him and cook him breakfast and dinner every night of the week. And then she could live there for free. And I went and I interviewed and he was so mean to me. He was so mean. And I haven't stopped masturbating to it since. He's like, I haven't found anything better. He was so mean. That is
0: Fucking hilarious It's
1: amazing yeah i almost moved in with him i almost moved in with him and so i think i went and had dinner with like an uncle afterwards and they were like carolyn
0: please, please don't. don't please just hold on to the memory don't in forever with this man. yeah you can fantasize about what it would have been but let's not find out what it actually would have been yeah
1: i i didn't think it was anything i didn't think anything other at the time i didn't think it was sexual at all and who knows what it actually would have been but it, it would have been a mistake to move in but i went and i interviewed Beautiful like upper west side apartment where I was gonna live for free. Yeah. And I, I truly had no idea. I was also kind of naive, but I didn't think there was any sexual component to it at all. I was
0: just like, oh, this is just a great deal. Right. Oh my gosh.
1: I I have this habit of like I bite and like pick at my lips. And it's like a nervous thing too. And I'm always like biting on my lip. And he kept scolding me. He kept scolding me about it. He was like, You need to stop that. You need to stop that. That's a bad habit. And it was I was like, well. I'm wet. I was like, it was like, I was like, <laughs> wet. Yeah, it was, it was a slap in the face, and a wet in the pants. Yeah, it was crazy. I was so shamed. I was so shamed, and I have not stopped thinking about him. He was not cute. Fascinating. He was not cute. He was like a gremlin, and he was rude. Well, and that's not who I want to be with. It's right. Just who I want to. This the other thing. The difference between like. The fantasy and the reality, like if that person ever touched me, I would be horrified. Mm -hmm. But it's great and it serves a purpose in the fantasy
0: for some reason. Yeah, totally. Well, there is so much to when it comes to our sexual fantasies and porn preferences and all of that, that's like informed by trauma, informed by like- Shame, they're forbidden. Yeah, exactly. So I do wonder about that too, because when I, it's funny, I have a running joke with my boyfriend and with so i mean my some of my friends know about it too that i'm like very intrigued by this category of porn called stuck porn where like hmm wait a woman <laughs> and my boyfriend <laughs> thinks that i've made this up i mean he's like this exists but also like it's not as big I'm of Googling a it. it's not as big of a thing as you think it is and i'm like no this is a thing having not watched any porn almost ever i'm like this is a <laughs> thing where like the wait. the scene oh i'm the scene this that i describe is like a woman is like doing the dishes and like gets stuck in the dishwasher and then wait how a man has to come how? and like fuck her out and of fuck it fuck her free fuck the fuck you free but it could be any it could be like i don't know for some reason i always think of it as household chores like dishwasher or um laundry what like getting, getting stuck, stuck in the in dryer the and then he has to like help i'm stuck you're like bent over
1: the only thing that will help is your
0: day. And I don't know, like, I, I don't know That's where this hilarious. comes from. I don't know where I've come up with it. I think I've heard it kind of brought up on podcasts before or something. And I just like ran with it in my imagination. And now it's a thing that yeah. I joke about. But I also think there's like a deep down curiosity. And then it makes me wonder, yeah. like, what is this about like being stuck and needing a man to like. That works. It works, you know, but it's. It's simil- It's like another version of what you were talking about. Like, there's something about this that, like, I don't actually want, but, like, sexually, there's something there. Oh. You know? Yeah. If anyone, I want everyone
1: to feel, because I feel this way, I want everyone, I wish, I hope everyone feels so completely, like, Basically not held responsible for their sexual fantasies. I think some people get caught up in that. They're like, well, how am I I a feminist? It's like, they are not related. They are not fucking related. Like there is such a hard line between fantasy and reality for 99% of people. Obviously there there are some fucked up people out there, but it's actually so, so completely normal to have a deranged fantasy um, and it's, it's your fantasy probably because it's strange because one of the hottest things is what's forbidden, what's taboo, what you can't have, like it, the very definition of coveting someone means that you don't have them. You cannot covet someone that you feel super, super secure in like your ownership of them mm. or whatever. Like they even when you're in a really committed long-term romantic relationship And you can get kind of comfy and like, there's not as much coveting because you're both so securely there. One of the hottest things you can do to spark up a flame is to go out as a couple into like a social scene where you have to talk to different people and you get to see people flirting with your partner and you're separated in different conversations. And you're watching from across the room, like immediately taking something away returns sexual tension. And I think that's just like, explains all of it like this thing that you can't do that you can't have that would be bad to do it's the hottest thing totally and there's so many versions no, of that. it has
0: there's so many yeah versions of it has that.
1: nothing to do yeah with how you actually want men or women or people to treat you or whatever
0: yeah there's something about it too i think i've heard this and i agree with it from my experience like strong women who are very alpha in their lives in career, in friendships, in like just the way that they run their day to day, very like on mm-hmm. top of things and dominant personalities and whatever, like really want to be the opposite of that sexually a lot of the times, like yeah. more submissive. I think more I've heard the same for like beaten down, more like uh, you know, put throw me around and put me wherever you want and like deny me things and yeah, yeah,
1: it's like every male CEO too just wants to have like his nipples clipped yeah. and like. Yeah whatever, like slapped around or whatever. That, I don't That's know. True. I We got to get back to stuck porn. Hold okay. Something else.
0: Let's talk about it.
1: So my take on why it works, like I'm already into it. Thank you. <laughs> I feel seen. <laughs> yeah. There's something
0: of it being like, it. this isn't up to you. Like you're just stuck here, and the rest isn't up that's to you. That's exactly what I was gonna was getting at, but I like couldn't find the words for. People are so into that type of fantasy and porn. That's like exactly like forced. It's so hard to articulate, but I know that like I don't know. I just anyone think I'm crazy for saying this because I no. know
1: everyone fucking feels it.
0: But no, there it, it's because I do think that there's something really interesting about like me as a as a woman that is like dominant in all aspects of my life. Wanting to be like taken advantage of, wanting to be like stuck somewhere and like have no option. (laughs) like I am just walking through the world like everything is up to me everything that I do is yeah. up to me I'm a powerful ass bitch and I want to not be powerful mm. sometimes yeah every time
1: that you a DeBakey gets stuck in a dishwasher you're always able to get yourself out alone and sometimes that's exhausting sometimes that's a lonely I feeling. don't
0: want to have to try so much yeah I want someone to just get me out of there also
1: like if you like for what would be the point of a fantasy if it was just like a continuation of the dynamics you have all day long at work and in your family and with your it's friends it's not a it's fantasy like, anymore why what that is not a fantasy it's just like my the only thing that gets me off is me living out my daily relationship dynamics like no it's like let's do something
0: different yeah 100 percent. yeah i i do this thing where i'll like fake get stuck places and be like oh no i'm stuck <laughs> Like, like where? see if it like going back to what we talked about earlier of me sitting on the couch and being like aren't I cute compliment me it's another version of that where yes. I'm like uh, uh, that's me trying to indicate that I want to have sex but instead of just just tell me where you've been stuck and where been it, stuck? I'll like I'll, I'm trying to think of an example I'll be like putting away my laundry and like putting putting the clothes like on the bottom shelf in my closet and just bend over and be like I think I'm stuck in the shelf. I think I'm stuck. <laughs> or like if I had the perfect situation would be if I had a banister, like a stairwell, but I live in an apartment mm. with no stairs. But if there was a banister that I could get my head stuck into and be like, Oh God, I'm stuck, mister. Like I also always add mister. And that's weird. Mister. That's a weird thing. Sir. Um, <laughs> where have I been stuck? Definitely the dryer, the dryer. It's laundry. It's like,
1: I love it's household
0: it. chores our conversations always loop around yeah. to the same thing we started at the beginning about yeah. we were talking about um registries for weddings
1: yeah the prison of household chores is not empowering at a bridal shower when you're like being serious about your relationship but it's super fucking hot when you're stuck and getting fucked
0: out of a dishwasher yeah, exactly so yeah what is this our episode? Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. I think that's plenty. All right. Love you, bitch. I love
0: you, too. Wait, there was something else I wanted to just, like, say between us. What was it? I don't know.
1: I'm kind of horny now is what I'll say. Totally. Um... <laughs> <laughs> totally. Puts her head in her hands. <laughs> you are, like, so dejected. So many things that I'm still getting comfortable here. So many things that I am not even yet comfortable saying. Believe it or not, everything I've just said, which is certainly too much, is just the beginning. Oh, yeah. I would say probably same. Same with everyone. Everyone's a twisted fuck.
0: Just let's do a little, let's sign this episode off. Let's do it. (laughs) Um, Feel free to follow us at not the number four, everyone pod on Instagram, subscribe to the podcast. So you get notified. We're doing weekly Thursday episodes. So, you know, we'll be here. That's right. Um, whenever you need us every week. What else do you want to say? Caroline, what's your Instagram? Where do they find where the, where do the people find you? The
1: people may find me on Instagram at the good sitter,
0: the good sitter. you Thanks for saying it again. Spelled, spelled,
1: spelled (laughs) as it sounds. And then you can get my girl here, Jay-Z DeBakey on Instagram. That's me. You should also check out her podcast, Peeking Podcast. You can find me on YouTube, Caroline Winkler. I think it's just Caroline now. I think that's the stuff. I think those are the that's the
0: ish all right you
1: have any weird other like social media accounts do you tweet
0: you know what i used to be really active on twitter i'm really proud of my tweets from 2009 to 2014 like Mm. huge time for me on twitter
1: go check those out everybody huge time for me
0: He texted me and it was a screenshot of his Spotify wrapped and it was like most listened to podcast peaking. Damn. And I was like, what the fuck? Like we haven't talked in a year. You broke up with me. Oh, shit. So I responded and was like, I mean, it's a dope podcast.